Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. There's a rhythm to life that we see in all things, the ebb and flow of waves, the sun and moon rising. In fact, scripture says to everything, there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. Today, we are talking about that time to plant. So I'll meet you at the table. I'm Lainey, and I'm Laura Beth, and we are Steel Magnolias, the strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South, and we've got plenty of room at our table, so pull up a chair. Well, we are in the sweet spot that Lainey <laughs> loves to be in in the springtime because she's a good planter. Well, I do enjoy getting my hands in the dirt a little bit. And, you know, I was thinking as you were doing that intro, yes, we can all go to the grocery store and buy food that's already been grown, but somebody had to plant that at some point, right? Like, yes, it's very easy to forget that today we're reaping what somebody ways. sown a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank goodness for our farmers out there yeah. that are yeah. growing our food. Yeah. And we are, all, we are all feeling the price increase at the grocery store right now. So maybe growing a few things on your own might help at the... Yes. At the grocery bill, on the grocery bill too. Yeah, I'll link to some prior episodes as well in yeah. our show notes. We did a Southern Gardens episode in our first season. We did an Heirloom Seeds. Yes. Um, so link to those. Those are We may have a little overlap today, but... Those are two good ones. But it does feel just like the fresh beginning that we all need. Winter has passed and springtime has come. And yeah. I, I think that resonates with everybody. Yeah, you're looking out on dead things that look dead, but they're not dead. They're yeah. just hibernating. Yeah. <laughs> you're just gonna getting ready to bud. Yeah, so we're talking both flowers and food in terms of planting today, but the temptation is real on a sunny Saturday, no matter where you're living, to go over to the gardening section of your local nursery and just start putting plants and flowers in your car. Oh, is man. it not? It's oh, like, yeah. We're just all itching to do that. For whether sure. Whether you thought you were doing that on that Saturday or not, the weather's nice. and But gosh, the height of plants and the width of plants, the root systems, trees, shrubs, flowers, annuals, perennials, this kind of stuff 
affects everything and it needs a plan. You got to have a plan. And I get picked on by our mom sometimes about always saying, what's the plan? That is our joke. Yes. But it, there has to be a plan. And I'm not going to apologize for needing a plan because I think it's the key to success with so many things. In fact, I'm dealing with a few problems at the moment. Of lack of planning. Lack of planning. Not your fault. Not my fault. Maybe not. And probably not even the true fault of whoever planted these things. They just didn't do their research. Well, that's what I'm thinking, though, is part of planning is researching. That's right. You got to, like, inform ask yourself. Ask the people that do know, because it's okay not to know. Yeah. Just ask the people that do know. Well, those little tags they put on <laughs> all of the things we're talking about in the gardening center are there for a reason. <laughs> they are. And so when... When we bought this house, there was two trees planted literally right by the front door. Yes. And they were real small. And when my dad saw the house, he said, the first thing you're going to have to do is move these two trees. And I just thought, like, what's the big deal? Yeah. Like, I think they look cute there. Well, he was right. In fact, you may want to put a picture up uh, for our listeners to see how huge these trees are 20 years later. Yeah. But I did move them because he told me to, not because I thought they needed to be moved, but yeah. because he told me to, and boy, did they need to be moved. Well, in the backyard, there was a tree. I don't remember how big that tree was. I mean, it was significant already. That is, what would you say, eight to 10 feet from my deck? Yeah. Probably eight feet yeah. from yeah. the deck. It's yeah. called a sweet gum maple, and it is massive now so that's those little brown spiky things that fall on the ground right yes so now that the tree is so massive uh those brown things are all over the yard they're more and more and more mom said the other day i feel like there's more of those i was like because there is because the tree is bigger right like hello (laughs) but anyway (laughs) um the guy that has helped us in the yard some is so wonderful. And he just let me know the other day, and I know he didn't want to break this news to me, but that this tree is going to have to come down in the next couple of years. Yeah. Because the root system, he said it never should have been planted there. This tree's roots don't go down, they go out, and it's coming to your house. Yes. It is like literally encroaching, the root system is encroaching literally encroaching, on the encroaching house. and pushing on the house. And so I said, yeah, how much do you think that's going to be to take this tree down? And I had a number that like came in my mind. Mm-hmm. And he said that exact number. Wow. 4,000. Wow. I'm like, <gasps> for Good nothing, Lord. basically. So, and I'm, I'm a bit of a tree hugger. So I don't even like to hear a tree needs to come down. Yeah. You know, because it, I feel like, oh, but that's adding to the... In- air the you know air purification right and all of that but he said it's it's gonna fall on your house or your car it is so and there's already been some limbs that yes have there have been gone in that direction <laughs> but how much could we possibly make back if we cut it up and sell firewood at oh, the end aren't of your you driveway good? Since we you're may on need to do road. that every saturday i'll have every <laughs> saturday yeah to pay for it lots of saturdays <laughs> those trees that you mentioned in the front did you say that they were evergreens? I did not. And it, I do have that visual of Chevy Chase in Christmas Vacation. when he, If it had busted through. The- <laughs> yes, when he cuts the ropes that had been 
previously holding the Christmas tree together. He cuts the ropes to let the branches fall. And I mean, glass is shattering because the windows are being I think that's probably would have happened if I would have left it right near the front door. Yeah. Would have busted yeah. through the windows. You would have seen it getting close before that. But yes, and it's it would big have been... enough now. I mean, it those two trees, like they could be at Rockefeller Plaza. They could. It's so big. They could. So. It'd be fun if you had the means of height and a ladder and a or a boom truck. Oh, to decorate, to decorate them at it. Christmas, it would be so fun. It'd be so pretty. Wow. Who's got a bucket truck? <laughs> really? <laughs> well, I have actually already seen lots of patches of yellow daffodils. <gasps> Aren't they happy? They're I already mean, you out. You cannot look at a daffodil and not smile. They are already out in droves, and they are. I mean, there it's a good patch that I've seen. Yeah, they they grow. They must multiply really well, but. I just really feel like whether you are a gardener or not, and y'all know I lean on the side of um, succulents and a couple of houseplants. <laughs> That's okay. That once you see Joanna Gaines in her overalls and her shovel in her little greenhouse. She makes everything look cute. You want to plant something. <laughs> and so she's so stinking cute. And I know she loves spring. Like yeah. that's a big place in her heart. I know because she's a big planter, but. I've followed her Instagram for years, and she's starting to get a little dirt under the nails. And yes, man, wouldn't it be fun to have a greenhouse? That's like dreamy to me. Yeah, that's a dream. A greenhouse and a potting. She has shed. A little, a little like she shed is what yeah, they call them. I need sometimes. a little potting shed. I really do feel like that's something I would use a lot. But I think you would too because I've seen your little table makeshift table out here where you would do your potting it's kind of pitiful (laughs) you're making a face like it's pitiful it's kind of pitiful it's perfect it suits your needs for now well do you think people are thinking like where do I even begin well probably okay and there is a lot to consider and I want to I think we should like debunk the the heaviness of it like you can just start small Right. And have one little herb garden this this spring if you've never done anything. Or one little... Which can grow inside or out. Like you could put it in a window, right? True. I've never done that, but I've seen that. It would probably prefer to be outside. But I have like, uh, even though I have some raised beds, I have a little herb pot. Like it's kind of an oval that I keep on the deck. Because that way I don't have to go all the way out in the yard. That's If so I just smart. need a little bit of basil. Yes. You know, or a little bit of rosemary. Yes. Yeah, because they can be in a pot. They don't have to be in the ground. That's right. In fact, they love pots. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so don't get overwhelmed if you don't, you know, if you're in an apartment or just have a little tiny patch. Yeah. You can do things with that. And do you think it's a fair statement to say your local garden center is going to be selling things that make sense for your climate zone? Is that well, fair? First of all, I would say, and I'm I am not like anti big box store Lowe's yeah. and Home Depot. I buy lots of things there, but I will say their garden help is not necessarily going to be as knowledgeable, right? As someone who's working at a little small a local nursery. nursery. Yeah. If you have a lot of questions, I would go somewhere where there's mm-hmm. more knowledgeable mm-hmm. help. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Mm-hmm. Than the teenager that's working at Home Depot and nothing against that. But yeah. if you have questions, I'd go somewhere where people know what they're talking about. Okay. Another thing I wanted to talk about was um, you mentioned like little tags on. Oh, yeah. 
plants and things like not, that. Not merely suggestions. Those are your directions. They are. But also, I think a lot of times, like our USDA has a zone system yes. that they use where yes. they put you in a zone yes. of where you live, you know, your yes. area where you live. Those are based on cold hardiness. Okay. So it's basically saying... For you in Tennessee, you're in zone seven. I yes. think where we fall. Most of the south, I think, is six, seven, eight, nine. Yes. Right? Somewhere Mostly in there. even seven, eight, nine. But yeah, okay. maybe a little in the six. But that is looking at how cold it's going to get. Okay. Okay. That's all they're looking at is how cold is it going to be. And so that is a factor to take into, but that is not the only factor. True. So just because something is not going to, like, Zone seven, you know, is not going to get 50 degrees below zero. Right. It's not taking into effect how many days is it going to be close to 100 degrees. Ah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So just because something is cold hardy doesn't mean that it's heat. It's tolerate what you're Like a lot of heat put. or a lot of humidity. Great point. I did not know that. And so that is when you need to know a little bit more than just... Your zone. Your zone. Okay. Okay. And your your nursery help that's been doing this for a while is going to know. Yeah. And I think one of the best ways to know what would do well around you is what do you see planted in gardens around you? What's yes. doing well near yes. you? If you have neighbors that are all, you know, their irises are all wonderful, that's going to do well in your area. So I think, this, I think this might be a good time to mention an app. That I heard about because... Of course she has an app, y'all. Well, many times you might be out for a walk and loving something you're seeing in but a neighbor's yard. But you don't know what yard. it is. You know what it is. So... Great idea. There's an app called Plantin. P-L-A-N-T-I-N. Plantin app. I can link to it in the show notes. We're not an affiliate. We don't get any money from <laughs> saying that. But it's your gardening companion. You can take pictures to find out what kind of plant you're looking at. I love that. I believe there's some different tiers of a subscription, so I don't think all of this is free. But if you're starting out, it's probably very minimal charges. And if you do get into it and you even have some diseased plants, it's going to help you with that too. They do disease diagnosis where you take a picture of the sick part of your plant, you upload it, and you get a diagnosis with treatment plan. Oh my, is this for inside, in like indoor plants and outdoor? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I mean, if you're cruising by your neighbor's mailbox, I don't think you should be maybe up near their front door taking pictures. I don't know, maybe y'all are close and you can do that. But it would be helpful to just be able to scan and be like, what is that? I love that yes. flower, yes. you know? So Well, I think that's a good thing to look at what's around you because <clears throat> I've fallen in love with plants before that would never make it here. Yes. You know, so yes. why spend the money? Well, I was going to say, I think when you do start to plan, don't look through a magazine. Yeah, it gets... Go to your gardening center and see what some options are that are good for you. That are good for your area. And the other thing you need to think about is, and again, you know, some people keep up with where the sun is in the morning and the evening. I'm not always great at all of that, but yeah. all of that matters. Yes, like how does. much sun is it going to get? How many hours of sun is it going to get? I have some um, 
plants that do so well on the side of my house that gets no direct sun. Mm. And they just thrive over there. Mm-hmm. But it's all plants that are um, more tropical. They want shade. And they, yes. You know, like, like rainforesty kind of where it's because they, they're going to get the humid of Tennessee, the it's, humidity of Tennessee, but yet not a lot of direct sun so true they are tropical over there now that you're saying that of the you know what's going to do well where you're putting them like even it's not just the yeah place where you are but how much sun how much humidity and if you're growing a lot of vegetables you want there to be a lot of sun yes so I don't have a lot of you because I have a lot of huge trees, trees I don't have much yard that gets full sun yeah so I've got one little patch that's right next to the fence, and that's where I have my little raised, raised beds. Well, another thing I didn't know early on is soil matters. Yeah. Um, particularly if you're doing, you know, raised beds, mm-hmm. like where you're growing from seed or really small seedlings, yeah, small plants, the soil really matters. If it's something mature, you know, you're, you're buying that comes in a – with a root ball of, yeah that's different but if it's like a tiny little so what do you like what plant. kind of soil do you like putting in your raised bed so the best I've ever done was when I really took to mind there's this um gardener square foot gardener oh yeah I think you mentioned him before and he has a particular plan for your soil and it is the best really okay so you do basically what he recommends is you lay out a tarp and you're going to mix you're going to make this mix yourself and then shovel it into your raised bed so it's not easy I mean the easiest is just go buy some soil in a bag and throw it in there yeah, if you want to do be that, a good little activity for the kids, get them true. involved. True, in that's mixing. so true. So basically, you do one third peat moss, okay, one third coarse vermiculite, okay, and one third good blended compost. So either mm. your own compost, yes. if you're doing a compost yes. yourself, you use that, or you can buy compost. Yes, you at can. your co-op or any place like that and there's different ones so there's like mushroom compost or oh, okay um just there's all different ones okay so to make a good blended one if you're not doing your own compost you're going to get two or three different kinds and mix it all together okay that makes sense mm-hmm. so I like that there's just a one-third 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 mm-hmm. so you can figure out how big your beds are and how much you're going to need total and then okay. figure out how okay. much a third is. Okay. But that mix is so rich. Okay. I need to do this. And it is wonderful. Okay. Like things will thrive in that mix. Okay. So if you're willing to do that, I think it's the very best. Okay. And if you start Googling some of these things now, you'll just continue to get served ads to point you in the direction. Because <laughs> as you were talking about that, I was like, yes, I got served an ad. Because I'd been doing this research this week for a Nashville compost company that I can buy my compost from. That's hilarious. So. Well. Okay. So soil matters. Yes. There's easier ways, but there's that's the very best I've, I've ever had is when I 
followed that plan. Okay, that's really good to know. And I'm going to do that. I also am a big fan of um, that Miracle Grow liquid feed. Oh, okay. So I had a friend tell me about this who's very good with her, you know, yeah. I knew her plants were thriving. So I said, what are you feeding these things? Yeah. And she said, I get that liquid feed. So there is a powder you can mix yourself. But this liquid, you can just hook up to your hose. Nice. And I love to do that just, you know, maybe for about three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. I can't afford to do it all summer. I don't even think you need to do it all summer. Yeah. But just to really get them going. Yes. When the weather's milder. Prime them. Yes. Kind of get them Get those roots really growing nicely. And then once they're going, they'll do fine. Yeah, yeah. But I like to kind of feed them a little bit. That's so good. I've never done that on my vegetable garden. I'm just talking about some of my newly planted flowers, my hostas, my my indoor Mm -hmm. plants that Mm -hmm. I stick out on the deck. All of those kind of things is what I feed. Well, so just sticking on flowers and... Um, non-food planting items just for a second I will say what I saw at the gardening center here this week was I saw some magnolia trees that were so pretty oh and there's so many different varieties of magnolia trees there yes and quite expensive so plan again Yes. Because if you are working within a budget, you, you may not be able small, to do. But in ten years, it's going to be the a tree beauty. you want this year. Yes, dogwoods. Those oh, are beautiful, so beautiful around here. Ranunculus. Oh, those are. It's my second favorite flower behind peonies. Yes. Okay. Because they had peonies. They had some really pretty hanging plants. Oh, yeah. So just throwing it out there. If you are not a planter but still want some color. Just hang some up around the house on the front porch or the back deck. This is a great idea. And let me tell you, I am on a budget. And here's something I've done. Sometimes the hanging plants look so full, don't they? Yes. They just look so full. Let's say that they're $14.99. I've taken one and split it. Split it. And then, you know, it looks still kind of nice and healthy. Yeah. Yeah. But yet now I've got three plants out of it. I like that. What else did I see? Um, Snapdragons. Oh, those are pretty. Um, Yeah, there's just, I love bulbs. That's one thing that I am a real perennial lover. I feel like it's a wiser investment. Maybe I'm just, again, I'm on a budget. So bulbs that you put in the ground and they're going to keep coming back. Be that the daffodils, the irises, the hostas peonies yes anything that's in a bulb that's kind of dahlias i love dahlias too. i only have one little dahlia planted but those are going to come back every year Mm -hmm. you know i know a lot of people like to add in annuals because they have more of the brighter color the petunias and pansies Yes, yes all of that kind of thing yeah but um just putting some perennials around that are always going to come back and then you do you've you've got that to build around yeah is really nice such a hard time keeping annual and perennial it's a weird because to me i hear annual used in many contexts and it means it happens every year it's the annual sale it's but oh yeah but that means it's only a little different yeah in planting annual means you get it once that year yes (laughs) (laughs) and it won't be back next annual (laughs) so that is correct 
Um, okay, well, let's talk a little bit about some food, some veggies. Okay. That you would probably see in the South and that would be good to be thinking about or planning for. Well, now's the time if you're wanting to start from seed for a lot of things. And there's different ways you can do that. A lot of people like to keep their um, car- the carrier for your eggs. Oh, yeah, the carton, yeah. Just keep that carton, fill that with good soil, and put the seed in there. Because you really got to tend it at first okay. to get it going. Okay. And that way you can water it regularly and everything. It's not out in the harsh elements. You've just got it sitting in a window okay. where it's getting light. Because, again, you know, the frailty Yeah. in the early yes. stages. Yes. And then once it's getting stronger, you can move it. Now, I'm not one that's going to move it, move it move it a lot yeah. like some people will do from the egg garden to a little bit bigger pot oh okay. to a little bit bigger pot okay. to their garden okay i ain't got time for that <laughs> <laughs> okay so just depending so you go on egg carton to the garden spot you're putting it in it depends on what it is but yeah yes or okay. i've even just stuck them in the garden bed if it's yeah. lettuce or something okay. that's gonna make it okay yeah. but some yeah. things are f- more frail than others yeah I saw a lot of lettuce this morning when I was at the garden center. So lettuce, kale, collards, onions, cabbage, radishes. That's what it's time for now. Swiss chard, turnips. Yes. Yes. It's time for all those things. And it's going to quickly be time for beans and broccoli, cantaloupe, corn, spinach, squashes, summer squash. Yeah, and depending on your amount of space, that's another thing if you've never done this to think about. It doesn't take a whole lot of space to do certain things, and it takes a lot of space to do others. So corn, you need a good bit of, it's going to get real tall. Yep. You can do it in raised beds. Yep. But keep in mind, it's going to shade everything. So true. Next to it. So that might mess up if you don't. Yep. have it in the right spot yeah i've made that don't put it right in the middle <laughs> i learned that yeah the hard way um i have never had good luck growing broccoli so i'm never doing it again i'll just get that at the grocery store uh, maybe it's just i don't know what i'm doing but i didn't get enough yield to I what neither it's not worth it we to tried me it last year but i think Cucumbers are easy, tomatoes are easy, peppers mm-hmm. are easy, mm-hmm. herbs are easy. Those are the ones I always like mm-hmm. to do. We had good luck with our strawberries last year as well. Oh, fun. And that was a fun activity for our little toddler to get pick. to go pick them. That was easy for him to understand where to pull it from, you know, because yeah. he's seeing it. So I think it's great for them to see how we get our food. Oh, sure. It's yeah. Yeah. In fact, when you said egg cartons with seeds in it, I actually imagined like a preschool classroom because yeah. I feel like they do that sort of experimenting a lot. To watch like, here's a seed, we're going to put it in here and you're going to mm-hmm. see a sprout. That's pretty amazing. Listen to our heirloom seeds episode if you want more on seeds because I thought that was a really, oh, very, very really... enlightening. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. I came across a really good book I want to mention too. Oh, do tell. A Time to Plant, Southern Style Garden Living. So this guy, James T. Farmer, is his name. He's trying to teach a new generation of Southerners to love gardening and to make it a focal point of their lifestyle. So he's teaching age-old rules, but he's trying to sort of put it in modern-day language okay. or make it accessible and in a way that resonates with 
today's the younger generation. That's awesome. And yeah, just a fresh voice. So I thought it sounded like a really good book. It's got some recipes for seasonal meals in it, which we've talked about before. Yes, like, I think it's so good to eat, eat seasonally. What's in season. Yeah. I think our bodies crave what's in season, personally. I do too. Like yeah. I love cucumber and watermelon in the summer. And I'm like, that just makes sense because it's got a lot of water in it. Yes. And we need a lot of hydration. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The one thing, I, I know that you're a lover of Asian food. This just I came am. to my mind. That I was surprised to see here locally was a bok choy. Oh. I didn't know we I've could never grow grown that. bok choy. But I sure do like... It was a... Uh, a baby bok choy? Well, can you see that picture I'm showing up to you I right can. now? Bok okay. choy. Okay. Sounds- it looks just like regular bok choy to okay. me. So. Well, I love the baby bok choy the best. Yeah. And I only find it in the organic section, typically, at our local mm-hmm. grocery stores, mm-hmm. which is fine. But, um, yeah, I would love to grow that. Yeah. Because I would use it even more than I already do. Well, one thing I wanted to mention about gardening mm-hmm. is just the beauty of sharing what you grow. Oh, yes. And just the the legacy that that can yes. be. Like I think about, um, you know, a lot of the bulbs that I mentioned, you can split and share mm-hmm. with friends and neighbors. Mm-hmm. And even just, um, I wish that I had, you know, some of our grandparents flowers and plants just because I think what a sweet thing when people have you know these peonies that are 50 years old yeah and yeah people will those I have one of they are literally putting people's wills sometimes these old crazy. big plants you know that's it's, pretty awesome <laughs> the fight is on too right <laughs> they're they're doing that because they know there's, there's gonna, gonna be, be a, a fight discussion yeah I have our great aunt Betty's peony and hopefully it's coming back this I year it's gonna come back mom looks planted like a little will. piece and i don't think it made it so really if yours gets going good i want a little piece little of piece, it yes yeah that's the thing is you can just continue sharing that's it. right so good the legacy that continues well i love um that lady bird johnson who was a former first lady she was a texas native yep she left a lasting legacy of wildflowers. And oh, I just cool. think this is a neat little story. So in 1965, she spearheaded the Highway Beautification Act. And they began like better regulation of um, billboards along the highways and okay. junkyards okay. and things that were making it kind of ugly. ugly to drive by. Yeah. And then also um, there was a planting of indigenous wildflowers along the highways okay. of the Texas Hill Country. So that continues today. That is cool. And she also founded in 1982 the Wildflower Research Center in Austin. Okay. And in 1997, they changed the name of that center to the Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center. Wow. So they work to protect and preserve North America's native plants and landscapes. And so I just think that's pretty awesome. That is super cool. That's, That's a, a true lasting legacy. I was going to say, I've, I've really never thought of doing that, something like that. That's awesome. I love that. Well, if anybody's... You went to a funeral one time where they gave out seed, yeah. and yes. I think that's sweet, too, yes. where you can plant the seeds Yeah, and think memory. of that person, mm-hmm. or I've heard of people, you know, 
with the passing of a person buying somebody a tree. Yes. Yes. Thought, I've done wow, that before that's too. That's super cool. Yeah. You know, you were mentioning like a magnolia or something and you could plant that and yeah, remember and I, that person. There was a few of us that went in on a tree, you okay. know, so you can do it because they can be a little Pitch expensive. Yeah. You could do it as a group. So special. Group gift. All right. Well, Laura Beth, I hope your rosemary grows tall. Your strawberries are sweet. And peace be with you. And also with y'all. <laughs>